When we made our new McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets, you were praise hands emoji. Then we ran out, and you were streaming tears emoji. Now they're back, so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For a limited time at participating McDonald's. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So, three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Peasants and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Curry House. This is episode 44. We are joined today, the regular hosts, Paul, myself, and Joe, by special guests, Mr. Frankie B. Washington and Mr. Xander Cannon. How are you guys doing? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing good too. Yeah, there you go. They brought Oscar. those guys back. By the way, they brought those guys back. The what's up, guys? You have, you no, they did not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, that gag you, was have, so old five minutes after it happened. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No. They, brought, they brought them back for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, why not? Full yeah. circle, man. That's, that's yeah. advertising. If, 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 if advertising can squeeze out just a little bit, they'll squeeze it out. Well, tell you what, we'll get those guys on the show sometime and we'll ask oh. them what have Kaiji been up to? And they'll reply with Frankie, do it. What's up? <laughs> I, I thought that they had more like tongue, and it was like, right. "What's up?" <laughs> Frankie, what have Kaiji been up to lately? Oh, I just well, I just wrapped up a piece for um, Blood Realm. Uh, that's the comic book from Alterna Comics, and the guy contacted me. I did his show, and then he said, "Hey, man, uh, I got some kajus in my story. So would you be, you know, open to doing a um, pen up?" So I said, "Sure." And so I, I just wrapped that up literally today. Okay. So, and I sent oh. it off and he loved it. And then I also wrapped up some pages for Team uh, KS1, which is another Kaju story. What's Blood Realm about? Uh, team K- uh, KS1 is, um, is by Matthew Blair. And me and Matthew have worked on for years. Like he has a web uh, series called uh, The Secret Lives of Villains, five years in the running um, that he puts out to his Cambrian comics. So what happened is, um, you know, I've always been sort of pulling him, trying to get him into doing kajus and stuff. So he came up with this concept. He says, Frank, look, I got these military guys, and they're fighting against kajus. That was the basics. So I said, all right, um, okay, tell me about it. And he was like, yeah, they got these, these military suits, you know, and stuff. And I said, all right. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, military suits. Um, you know, he was explaining more of the, 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 the new kind of stuff that they're coming out the military, the exosuits and stuff like that. And I said, all right. So I took some looked at some references and stuff. And then my, my mind was like, you know what? In comic books today, there's not enough escapism. Everyone's trying to do what's now the realistic kind of stuff. And I said, in my head, I see Centaurians. I don't know if you guys remember the Centaurians cartoon. Yeah. Or uh, uh, Inhumanoids, which I mentioned last on the last Oh, yeah. Did, so, yeah. Great so show. I thought of those kind of suits. I said, well, why don't we kick it up a little bit and sort of treat these guys like they have these suits which have attachments on them, which they can fight Kaju. So technically, they're mini Jaegers. 
many oh, yeah. guys fighting against cool. giant kajus. And he was like, all right, go with it. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so I started drawing out some characters, you know, designing how they look and how they function and stuff. And we've just been working on these little, short little stories. And so eventually what's going to happen is um, he wants to pull them together and then try to pitch them. Brilliant. I'm just working on, that, that's the interesting thing is like the difference between being like writer, writer, artist on a comic book series and an illustrator. Like when I was doing illustration, it's like I had 70 things going at once, yep. like Frankie does. That's right. And now, and now I've got, <laughs> one thing yeah. going on and that's you know writing you know lettering coloring inking drawing you know the one series so i'm working on kaiju max i just finished the, the fourth issue of the fifth season thank you so and uh now i'm working on the fifth issue and um yeah actually now it's like all my kaiju illustrations are more like uh not all but like the story is more about like pokemon like uh okay. monsters which I'm the wrong age for Pokemon, really. Like yep. it was, it was kind of after my. No time, one is but, yeah. ever the wrong age for Pokemon. <laughs> well, Take that right back. And my uh, my son was really into them a couple of years ago, so I, you know, learned how to play the card game and I watched the show with them and all that stuff. So I mean, I have a, I have a working knowledge, but uh, but yeah, it's kind of fun to draw, what cute sort of round bouncy Pokemon, but they're like forty stories tall and like have like gouges and like scrapes and stuff on them, so. Um, that's what that's what they're up to in in my land. Awesome. Well, Xander, you can ask Paul or Smokey Joe our pun question. What have Kaiji been up to? So pass it on to either. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Smokey Joe, what's uh, what have Kaiji been up to? Those who are not aware, my nickname in high school was Smokey Joe. So what everybody's seeing is my Zoom tag, which I kept. <laughs> and I did not get that for nefarious means. I was just immune to cold, as it were. So I would just walk out into the cold because I was a wrestler. So I'd walk right out of our wrestling room into the cold. And you would see like the steam or the vapor coming off of me. Anyways, pretty cool. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is, it's a cool nickname. I kept it, but I did not get it for other reasons, which lots of people assume. <laughs> um, so what have I been up to lately? So my little girl has just yesterday uh, gone back to school. Um, mm. She's in a limited pod, and I'm, I'm being the worried parent, but at the same time, it needed to happen sooner or later. But uh, right before she left... We watched Percy Jackson uh, yeah. over the weekend, and that went well. Some people love that. I couldn't really get into it, but what I did steer her towards was just Greek myths. So I read a few of the Greek myths, which she was like, Daddy, these always have sad endings. I'm like, that's the Greeks. But um, <laughs> we decided... I decided, I'm going to take that back, I decided that she needed to see the original 1980s Clash of the Titans. Oh my so God. I let her watch that before bedtime, and it was a massive hit. I think Pegasus and Bubo kind of took that, Bubo being the robotic owl that you know comes in later. But she absolutely adored that. She goes, Daddy, I really like these films. I really like, I really like the ones where they look like toys, but they aren't toys, they're real. Go, oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> nice. that's, stop, that's uh, stop motion. That's a type of yeah. filmmaking. You do use toys to make that, Charlotte. That's very good. So the next day, because I let her choose a topic she wants to learn about in her homeschooling, 
I let her learn about Ray Harryhausen because mm-hmm. I'm not guiding this or, you know, trying to indoctrinate her in any way. Yeah, right. So we watched um, the movie Ray Harryhausen Special Effects Titan. So she got to see, like, his whole career. You can get it on Amazon Prime. Oh, you nice. can order the DVD. It's brilliant. It has all the big names. It has never before seen stuff. It's a great video. Try it out. But she watched that and she's like, oh, I want to see that movie. I want to see that movie. I want to see that movie. And I'm just living it up here because finally we've hit on something that Daddy and Charlotte you know, can really enjoy together. Um, That's awesome. And the, yeah, so later that, so again, um, this would be Tuesday night, day after we saw Clash of the Titans, we watched Jason and the Argonauts, uh, which she really liked. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for her was Medusa in Jason and the Argonauts was a lot scarier than the Percy Jackson uh, Medusa, which I thought was really cool. Because obviously the Percy Jackson Medusa had all of the CGI special effects and everything woven into that. But what she remembers is the Ray Harryhausen one with the bow and arrow. So I thought that was really cool. I thought that was special. But that is what I have been up to. All right. Paul, what have Kaiju been up to? Oh, nothing as good as that, I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's disappointing now. I, I have been... I had a running theme of airing kaiju films for my children. Not as I, I've, I've been putting it on the background just because I can't stand Peppa Pig um, that much. <laughs> so if they're going to watch something, they can watch that. If they're not interested, fine, play with your toys. And it had gone quite well. They'd watched uh, like Godzilla vs. Kong and Son of Godzilla and things like that, and they loved it. And I thought, I'm going to go for Destroy All Monsters. It's got all of them in. It's going to go great. And they did not care one bit. Oh, I, just, I just think I don't, oh, what did I did I go too quick? Should I have just yeah. done all the smaller ones you gotta, first? You got to pace it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Because one on one, they seem to yeah. enjoy it. But when there's yeah. when it was just a big mashup, they just oh. So I I remember showing like uh, all monsters attack to to a bunch of under ten kids and. That was a huge hit. Like they loved it because it's like it had. Because I mean, from the very get go, it's like surf music. There's like you yeah. know freeze frames of like Godzilla flipping a monster over his shoulder. Like it yeah. was yeah. you know they were like this is the right pacing. Like <laughs> frantic and nonstop. This is exactly <laughs> what I want. Okay, so try that. All monsters attack or Godzilla's revenge. Same film, right? I'm just making yeah. sure that I have it. All right, cool. I wanted yeah, to say that one. I had that. I mean, obviously the best one, yes. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> want a giant green ogre attacking people? I just, whenever I see that premise, it's just, it's Home Alone meets Godzilla, and people just like, that shouldn't work. And yeah. for many people, it doesn't. But if you find yeah, your right. crowd, it totally does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to give a, a shout-out to Paul here, though. So Peppa is a lot more interesting if you view the details so I always get a kick out of when Peppa and her family are eating pepperoni pizza. I really enjoy that. I mean, they're just little details sprinkled in that show that most people don't catch. And I think that's just some charitable individual trying to make it more durable for adults. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They do have some adult jokes, don't they? There's always, um, I think there's a joke with the, when the, the kid wolf goes down a rabbit hole. To have dinner with the with the baby, right? It's oh, I just had dinner down a rabbit hole, Dad. Well done, son. Uh, just sort of saying, <laughs> well, yeah. Now French would style. you now would you guys consider Starship Troopers as sort of a kaiju movie? Because I, I just I watched that. Strange Beasts. Awesome. Strange Beasts. It's amazing. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Star, love, Starship love Troopers. 
Yeah, love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. All right. We, so, yeah, we so. have a dialogue going, you know, with what we can and cannot include with kaiju, but we're just going under the premise of strange beasts. And yeah, basically, yeah. if it's an alien and we like it, we'll totally allow it. All right. I mean, it was funny because we watched it this weekend and I was like, man, Paul, Paul Verhoeven. You know, I was just like, man, it's like this guy, like he did Robocop and stuff yeah. like that. And I love the fact that he put almost like a social like he sneaks it in there social commentary in there but he's yeah, he, he has such does. a great way of sneaking stuff in there yeah he really sneaked it into that one because it's like the book is Dude. like just total fascist yeah. apologia you know and then and he makes it into this anti-war screed i love it now does the in the books right because i never read which is bad I, I should read the books is that um they have mecca don't they they have suits kind of like an avatar, if that makes sense. Okay. You know, like, like, like the James yeah, Cameron like, avatar. You know, like, yeah, but they're pretty big. They're, they're good size, big size suits, right? Mecha suits, kind of, you would say? Or? Yeah, I think they're in the third Starship Troopers film. They bring them in. Oh. That's the a third? It was a third movie? There's three films. I watched the Whoa. second one, and that was a steaming a, pile of a, dog shit. The second one, too? Oh, man. All right. <laughs> we are going to get God, off on a tangent here, like... but there are <laughs> a number of Starship the first, the first, Troopers. But films we love there tangents. was one good yeah there was one good film uh, aside from the first one in my opinion and that's kind of like the one where they're stuck in a bunker and there's like a new type of bug that's taking people over kind of like the thing that's number two isn't it no that's not they, they were just trapped inside a building no it's that's, that's two that's two remember. and it was oh, see, i have seen that yeah, I've okay. seen it. Awful. Well, oh, some man. of them get really bad, but I think mm. if anybody recalls, there was somehow this wound up being a kid's series. Was this the animated uh, series? You're now yeah, the about. animated series yeah. that was the cartoons. It was like early days CGI, but I think that that did a really good job. I found that show really entertaining. Of All course, right. if you've seen the first movie, you know that some of the characters – to die. Yes. <laughs> yes. Quite spectacularly. Yeah. Now, I now, don't think James, there's a non-spectacular death in that movie. <laughs> hey, James, did you get a chance to get Inhumanoids or check it out? or? Not yet, I'm afraid. Oh. I, I, I know that's not the answer I should be giving, should I? So you no, know what? Okay. If nothing yeah, else, that will be my job at the end of the episode. Where can we get hold of that? Is that available? Uh, you, possibly eBay. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, it's, not, it's, a, it's a shame because that show was... oh. It's almost like HP Lovecraft. Almost. No, I'm thinking, I think I don't think I saw the series, but I saw it was either a movie or perhaps like a trilogy of episodes that made it feature length. Sure. And I, I mean, don't know if I, Starship I Troopers. No, no, no. Uh, in humanoids. In, in humanoids. Uh, in humanoids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was it was a great, very cool show. It was, yeah, it was a great toy line, and it, the cartoon was just phenomenal. Yeah. I, I will definitely check that out. I promise. All right, Paul. I. Oh, Send sorry. me some love. I'm feeling ignored. Yes. Sorry. We went off on a tangent, as always. Alex, what have Kaiju been up to? There we go. Well, oh. I would like to recommend to everyone that they do as I've done, which is go onto the Ray and Diana Harryhausen website, because they've got a poll at the moment where you can vote for your three favourite monsters from the Harryhausen films. Oh. Go through oh, cool. all of the films. Nice. And I nice. put my votes in. I voted for Calabos and Medusa from Clash of the Titans. All right. And I'm bringing it up so I don't butcher the name. Right. Joe, help me out because you're the paleontologist here. The giant bird from Mysterious Island. Uh, the It's a Fororacus. That's the boyo. Wow. Right. That bad lad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a terror bird. So they're uh, awesome. 
There you go. Thanks. So that, that's what I voted for. Wow. So that bird, which I, I didn't put it that, I didn't write it as that. that bird. I, I clicked it. <laughs> that bird. Medusa, nice. which I thought is an absolute gem. And Calabos, because Calabos was what terrified me as a kid. So that's what I've been up to. Right, before we take our first break, as we've waffled so much, please, Xander, tell us about your comic. What, what's it all about? For our listeners that might not know what it is. Well, I always wanted to do a comic about giant monsters. So, but I thought, mm, you know, like the whole thing about them is scale. You know, it's hard to do that in comics to really make it as effective. And so I wanted to do something about what their lives are like, and you know, what they're like when they're not rampaging. And so I had a couple ideas and I was like, well, I like a monster island. Why are they there? I'll make a monster island that's a prison. And so that was born Kaiju Max, which is a, uh, it's a gritty prison drama with basically Showa era kaiju and their colorful, stupid abilities and, you know, and backgrounds. And they've all been, you know, they've all been uh, arrested for smashing a city or, uh, you know, a, you know, collateral damage while fighting aliens or, or whatever it is. And so, um, so yeah, they go to prison, they form gangs, they do drugs, they murder each other. And uh, it's, it's a gritty, it's a gritty drama and uh, it's utterly absurd, you know. Like, and so, if you it's get to the end of an issue, you're like, "Thank you." <laughs> I'm, I'm so, dude. I'm envious. I mean, because what happened? I think it was because over the time, I remember hearing about it, and I think I saw you on Twitter, and someone made a comment. And I said, "You know what? Let me just stop procrastinating. Let me just check it out." So I really was like, "All right, let me just get it." And I looked at it, and I said, "Yeah, the art's cool and stuff," but then I started reading, it and I was like, "Dude, I'm reading the episode of Oz." Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you nailed you nailed it, and the, and the artwork works perfect, man. And I'm like, I had a, I'm 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 hooked. I'm addicted to this. I think if you'd gone any prettier with the artwork, honestly, it wouldn't have the yeah. same value. Yeah, there's a lot of people who kind of say, "Oh, I don't I don't like the artwork," and it, you know, I think no. that's fair enough because it's it's a little cartoony, and you know, and it's a little sort of. I mean, it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon, and I'm always having to shoo children away from my from my yeah. comics and shows and stuff. But um, it's, yeah, it's like, kind of Rick and Morty. Like you've got a serious yeah. premise, but yeah. you've got cartoony cartoons. I mean, like that's yeah. pretty much what it is. Well, and I think it it, it allows people to tolerate it a little bit better because there's some dark, really yeah. awful stuff that happens. Frankie did an illustration of the worst scene in the whole thing, which I don't, I don't know, know why it, you did that. It stays with me for some reason. That was I remember seeing that scene, and I was like. You know, you know what? I, and I don't know if you got that scene from. Did you remember the the um the um the one with Gamera, where Gamera that, gets injected? That's Gamera what you versus right? Jagger. Exactly. It's exactly. Yeah, Jagger. Yes. Oh, I, see, that's I haven't even got, seen Frankie's like, art, but I know exactly what you're talking that's about. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, when I saw that, I was like, oh, shoot, no, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, all right. Let and me, the funny let me thing is. I didn't expect it to hit so hard. I, you know, I kind of started this book as kind of a goof and I yeah. thought like, oh, you know, it's going to be like, ha ha, here's this thing that's like uncharacteristically dark. And it really, it was, it's really more intense than I thought. And so I really had yeah. to shuffle a couple things around because I'm like, I got to back off a little bit and I got to, I got to sort of make sure that I see a couple things through, like, like a lot of trauma stuff that happens to characters. Sure. You know, when I had planned it, I was like, yeah, you know, it's just a thing that happens, but it's oh. like, that stuff's not funny. Like, stop, yeah, like, yeah. stop being an edgelord and, and like, see things through. And I think that that's, you know, that's been a challenge of the writer to sort of say, like, okay, I got to I gotta be, have some responsibility about this sort of yeah. stuff. It's, it's, it's not just that 
bunch of jokes. Yeah, go ahead. There's definitely like a challenge there, isn't there, to kind of walk that line because you're talking about content which will be emotive for people, if not, as you say, kind of traumatic. So on the one hand, you know, you don't want to be an edge law, but at the same time, maybe not shy away from it. It's how you approach it from what yeah. you're saying. Well, and I think that's a, that's a lot of things, you know, because I think that sometimes people want to do it and then they're like, it's too much. I got to get out of here. And it's like, well, I'm like, well, I'm here. I can't just get out of here. That's that's disrespectful. And so, um, so yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's a walking a line constantly. And it's, I mean, it's hard, you know, like in the first couple issues, I was just like stealing plot lines, you know, like, oh yeah, this is from The Wire, from Oz, yeah. from every police show. But now it's like, ah, oh, geez, I ran out of the one. I ran out of those. I got to start coming up with new ones, <laughs> well, and and then still walk that sort of like, uh, you know, rhetorical line where you're like, well, this is dark. It's gruesome. It's disgusting. It's grotesque. It's funny. You know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff involved there. You know, I to I totally felt like I was reading a book from like the seventies or eighties. <laughs> like I'm a kid of that era, so it's like especially of the eighties. Yeah. Like I was yeah. like ten in seventies and not ten. Yeah. Well, and there was a, there was a yeah, but during, think, but that's what it felt like. But the art is different. I mean, the art definitely is is different of like now. Like I think it's it's more of a now kind of style and stuff like that. But it yeah. Well, I mean, the color the color has to be more sophisticated than things were then, and yeah, you know, yeah. and there's and I think and I think in the eighties too, like when there was that black and white boom of indie comics, there was a lot of there was a lot of fluidity in like what was sort of the style to have yeah. before everybody kind of settled in in the nineties. But like. Yeah. You know, there was stuff that was really cartoony and then there was stuff that was really that yeah. was really sort of gritty and and uh and realistic and um yeah so I, yeah i mean i'm obviously i'm a child of the 80s too so yeah. like yeah but you, you feel know. but you feel like you're getting like a full meal <laughs> thank you I know, yeah and i'm not i don't want to pump your i don't want to pump your head, head but i'm i'm seriously like a lot of books today it's like you just feel like you open it, like you see all this nice cover and pretty and whatever and you open it and you read the story and it's like damn dude this is like it's not even a sandwich Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's not even done. You're like crumbs, and it's like you're not really getting a sense of story and stuff, and yeah. part of anything. And I'm feeling like I'm getting this story, like uh, you you pull me into this universe, and that's the thing that I think that's missing with a lot of um stories today, where it's just that they're not trying to pull you in. They're not saying, okay, well here's this world and whatever, and now you come come for the ride and stuff like that. It's more like, well, all right, here you go. You just stand and you look at this stuff, and and then it's just you know, I'm looking at stuff that it's almost like I'm, I'm looking at a TV, like what's going on right now in the real world, instead of like fantasy, share out fantasy. Right. You brought me well, to I mean, next it, question. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, actually, after we take our first break, I did want to ask you, Xander, about what the inspirations were, because you've talked about kind of other media and kind of tropes there, but I'd like you to kind of go back and talk about when you started it and what was going on, if that's okay. Yeah, great. Thank you. Well, we'll take our first break, guys. All right. Recently on the Heroes Podcast Network, Echo Station. Well, what's the main think... what's the main planet that Endor, the forest moon of Endor? It's a moon. So it's there's a major planet obviously that it Is the forest moon of Endor is Endor the actual planet then? See, th isn't that confusing? <laughs> yes. Is it the forest moon of the planet Endor or is it the forest moon called Endor? Screen Heroes. If the MCU gets that, then I really think that Space Jam needs to be part of the DCEU. Yes! Okay, because... <laughs> they have a big Marvel versus DC crossover where Air Bud takes on Space Jam. Man, we should write for these companies. <laughs> That's what it comes, it's Air Bud versus Bugs Bunny. That's, That's what it's right. all come down to. One-on-one. -on -one. Yes, done. All right. And then, like, at the end, it's Galactus versus LeBron James. And oh, Squirrel geez. Girl wins. 
red shirts, and runabouts. Something we've talked about before, and other people have, but there's, there's so much of real-life history involved with Star Trek. From Gene Roddenberry's days, his time in the military as, a, as on, on a bomber pilot, as a bomber crewman, you know, James Doohan serving, all these people and all these real-life events that have impacted things. That's very realistic of political and military leaders kind of resigning in protest at a decision they can't control. Subscribe today at heroespodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more. Hello and welcome back to Kaiju Curry House. Your three regular hosts are joined tonight by Frankie and Xander, our two resident comics artists and uh, writers. So guys, we've been going over Kaiju Max, which is Xander's little mini universe of kaiju in prison as it were and, so, I, and, I just, and I just want to just jump in and just say I'm such a fan this is like Lily I told you I wrapped this other job up so while I was waiting to come on here I started this because I love this character Celestial Guardian Guardian <laughs> okay yeah so I'm, I'm not I'm not going to show you who she well I guess she she's fighting see, but man hey, I, several when you, people when you created that character I was like oh dude <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big Super Robot fan anyway, so I'm like, I got to jump on this. And for people listening, can you describe who that character was, Frankie? Um, I would say like almost like a Voltron-ish. <laughs> yeah. We'll use that word, Voltron-ish kind of character where it's made up, it's a combiner, what we call the combiners, which is a, a you know, bunch of robots that combine to form one robot. I mean, it's, it's definitely straight out of, I mean, like ripped off from... <laughs> from Ultron. But what yeah, I tried to what I did. But I mean one, it's like it's so inconsistently drawn. Like there's like vents in wrong places and things and everything. I'm, I'm having a challenge. I'm definitely yeah. having a challenge in my mind because I'm like pieces should be sitting here, but it's cool. I uh, love it. No, totally. <laughs> well, I mean, er, you know, every once in a while there's talk about making uh Kaiju Max into a TV show, which would be great, but like yeah. But I just think to myself, man, whoever does like the final like oh, character yeah. design says their work cut out for them because they're so inconsistent. <laughs> but yeah, so and I, and I made the robots uh, correspond to the five celestial animals of feng shui. Yes. Nice. And so, uh, which is which is really fun because it's like yeah. you know it's sort of a hidden hidden joke. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just fun, you know. Yeah. And people, and you know, people in their cockpits can have like you know uh, whatever like bamboo. You sure. know, which I love. Of, I was like, oh, okay. man, this is like they literally, it looks like they're living in there. It's funny that the, uh, that like, you know, even in comics, having a character that's like dis, like off scale from everybody else, because like all the other monsters are like the same size, you know, yes. as if we were filming a movie. So we could all just have everybody on the same set. But yes. now it's like, oh, God, this, you know, it's going to be like two and a half times taller. So we have to make a whole new set. Which is really frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's uh yeah, that was a fun character to make, but I was like so glad to be done drawing that issue because yeah. the, the issue where it's like all that character, it's like, oh, this is the worst. When I when I saw that character, I was like, I gotta try my hand at it. <laughs> I said, I love it. And I said, so it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm putting her up against a really popular, <laughs> well known oh, character. Nice. So oh, nice. I'll surprise oh, you guys when I post it. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> nice. Xander, when did you yep. first start writing Kaiju Max? Um, I th well, I mean, I started writing it in like probably 
I mean, I think that I came up with it or whatever in 2010, and I had been sort of pitching it around. Uh, originally, what it was is it was going to be it was going to be a side project for me. Like I was just going to write it. And Ryan Brown, who does uh, uh, curse words and uh, God hates astronauts, and um, he's done some Quantum and Woody right recently. He he was going to be the artist, and it was all kind of intended as like let's play to Ryan's strengths because if you read his stuff, he does totally grotesque monsters and like grotesque people too. I mean, it was great. Yeah. he was he perfect, but. Um, that coincided with sort of like his star was rising in terms of like uh, he had a Kickstarter that was going on. He was being hired for other stuff. And so he eventually just said, you know, it, it wasn't going to make sense. So, and uh, Oni Press, who we'd been talking to said, um, well, do you want to draw it yourself? And I'm like, not really. No, but okay. You know, like that's the only way it's going to happen. And they're like, who do you want to get for a colorist? And I'm like, well, how much is the colorist going to cost? And they tell me, and I'm like, oh man, that's too much. I, I better color it myself. Uh, you, you know. <laughs> And, you know, and it's not like I don't want to deny anybody work, but I also just think this this comic has its fans and it has, you know, it has a certain amount of uh, popularity, certain amount. But it would be long gone if there were if there are any fixed costs to it yeah. other than sure. like, you know, my, my page rate, which which, you know, I'll say is kind of, I, it's kind of low. Like I didn't I they're like, this is what we can get. And I could have I could have negotiated more, but I think it'd be done. You know, like I just yeah. don't think that. Uh, comics, you know, I got bad news for you guys. Comics are not great for uh, making yeah. money. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, and so the so lettering it and coloring it myself and inking it, of course, and uh, it just it just made a lot of more sense. So anyway, the I think I probably had the last issue done in or first first issue done, sorry, in like 2014, and it was released in 2015. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. This <laughs> I don't want to get political. I mean, I do, but whatever. This is definitely a comic that is better suited for a, a uh, Hillary Clinton presidency than. A <laughs> presidency. Really? Because I, well, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll, I could I could hear the counter argument for sure, but this is yeah. my point: is that it's about things that are happening that are kind of hidden. You know, it's oh, just like that. That like here is a functional society, but these this is the the screw the screwed up sort of like underclass that is sort of yeah. that is being exploited and is kind of out of the public eye yeah. that kind of stuff as opposed to the world is on fire yeah. <laughs> and uh and we and nobody knows what's going on you know like and so and i think you know it's, it, it fits in all worlds of course whatever sure, but, sure. Um, that's my that's my i would point. say the it's something which has come up in conversation a couple of times on this podcast and something which Matt Frank raised was that too often people on social media can kind of get irate saying, oh, please don't drag politics into kaiju yeah. genre. Right. Right. Have you ever read a comic before? I tell you, my man Matt Frank is on fire, man. People are jumping on him, man. I'm like, wow. It's mm. just, I just find it... Well, you know what it is? It's like because, you know... My, my wife Jessica is white and she she's starting to worry like she, she she was talking to me she said Frank how do you feel about this and I said Jess I grew up like this I grew up mm -hmm. as a kid in the projects and one of the things my mom talked told me about the fact of how racism is I've experienced racism I've, exper I've experienced bigotry but I've also have looked at the good because I know that not everybody's like this you know I'm able to you know break through the whole thing and say look there's certain people out there who, who for, whatever, for whatever reason, want to hold on to ignorance and all that stuff. Okay, fine. Okay. 
so with that said, it's like, you know, this, everything that's happening now, you know, I'm hoping that there's almost this, I, I'm believing in this fact of awakening, awakening. I'm liking the fact that people are actually having dialogue. That makes me feel really good. That at least people are talking about it. You know, I was a kid who, you know, I grew up in Boston and I grew up in the projects and everything, but I always would venture out. I would want to meet different people. Like I had friends when I went to South Boston, Southie was a tough place. You know, walking through there and stuff like that, I would get looks, but I also had friends that lived in Southie too. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, I, I, I never let those kind of things get my way of, of trying to learn about different people and stuff like that. And I would grow and stuff like that because I knew that it was important. I mean, it's, it's the fact of, you know, I don't know. It's like I had the chance years ago to go over to Europe, to um, Italy. I'll never forget where I met this black guy who um, he was with his wife. And he said, and I said, hey, man, where you from, man? Like that, right? You know, and he was like, I'm French. I'm France. I'm French. And that's all he said. And I remember that was so profound to me because I was like, here in America, I have to, you know, so many terms, but we say African-American. I'm like, when can we just call ourselves American? <laughs> when can we just all be American, man? Just to that point where it's like, you know, we, we die, we fight for this country. We, you know, we believe in the belief system, the ideals of what it's supposed to be about. I, I would love to see that day before I, you know, bite sure. the, whatever. Or, or have, or have African-American be kind of like, well, I'm, you know, oh, my ancestors are Irish. And it's like, yeah, you might know that about me, but it's going to be like the 70th thing that you know about me. Like, it's yeah. not as, it's not, it's important, maybe, you know, if I, if yeah. I feel like it's important, but it's, but it, I mean, it's not, it's not as important as being an illustrator. It's not as important as being a dad. It's not as important as being a, sure. sure. You know, you know? And, I mean, but it, it has, it has to start with these kind of talks, these kind of discussions and stuff like that. I'm all for that. I think people should talk more to one another. We should go reach out and say, hey, how you doing, neighbor? When I go out and I do my, my cardio or whatever, I'm always waving. I'm that, that, that dude with the dreadlocks. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Sometimes people don't say nothing. And I go, well, but can okay. we? But can we spare a thought for the introverts? <laughs> oh. I mean, well, because I mean, yeah. I think, Frankie, that's, I mean, this is yeah. going to sound very strange, but I mean, being an extrovert in that way is, is an enormous privilege where you're like, yeah. I enjoy other people. I like to talk yeah. to other people. And I'm, I'm not a person who just wants to get on with my day. Yeah. I'm happy to talk to people. Yeah. What if you were like, I just want to get home from the gym, but everybody's all up in my face about yeah. whatever, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. You make a good point that. because yeah. Paul over there, I mean, he, he stuck with... <laughs> He's regular, in shadows. Yeah, regular <laughs> gobshite Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like pushing way back. He's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with me saying, Paul, say something. Come on, have yeah. an opinion, Paul. Which is the Tremors. best way to draw. Oh, there we go. There's the tremors. I knew it was coming. He's like, what happened to the kaju? <laughs> we talk about monsters here. From what the two of you were saying, uh, Frankie and Xander, I think that there's two elements there isn't there because frankie you were saying about how you know um you just kind of want to be able to say at some point in your lifetime you're american is that what you were saying yeah. have i misquoted you however i am also aware that depending on circumstance our, our identities are incredibly important and there is kind of that hierarchy of how you get treated. i know that sort of day to day i am an extrovert I am a teacher and those are parts of my identity. I'm also a geek, but in certain circumstances, I know that the fact that I'm a single dad, that's an incredibly important part of my identity and kind of the things that I do in my life are very much governed by that. So I feel kind of conflicted in two ways about that point because my identities are incredibly important to me, 
However, I know that I've got a dozen identities that are more important first before being a parent. Does that make any sense, guys? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, it, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, Xander, what was the main kind of influences for Kaiju Max when you first started it? So what kind of, uh, you've talked about how you started it, but what things did you draw from? Oh, well, um, so, I mean, I had always wanted to do something with, with monsters and stuff, but um, the, the main influence, people always think it's going to be Godzilla, but it was, it was uh, Ultraman. It's Ultraman 66, the original one, because when my son was little, and my son is Korean, so uh, we were sort of looking around like, are there any sort of shows for kids with like, you know, with Asian heroes and, you know, something that something where he can see himself a little bit because he was seeing a bazillion things that were like a bunch of white kids or a bunch of whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, and um, so I got these Ultraman DVDs and, um, you know, an Ultraman's super duper for kids. Like it's so simple and yeah. so weird and so fast paced because they got to get to that monster in 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and so he, and he loved it. He loved it. And I mean, he would do the... Um, the specium beam, like, you know, the crossed hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, yeah. Um, like, that's how we would sort of say, like, when I dropped him off at school, at, the, like, preschool or whatever, we would do that to each other. And, you know, and all these, all these people are like, is that, is that a cultural, is that a cultural thing? And it's like, yeah, pop cultural thing, I guess. But, like, <laughs> um, but, uh, so anyway, we watched that. And, you know, of course, with kids, you, you don't watch things once. You watch them 50 zillion times. Yeah. And so I'm sitting back there kind of just like, you know, you kind of are like, all right, well, this is the, the plot of the story, but that would imply this sort of like, sort of, you know, background. What's happening? Why is this monster in this place? You know, anyway, it, and all the nonsense, you know, you'd be like, oh my gosh, they have a, you know, a, a space graveyard or whatever. Like just how weird it all was. And so, yeah, I wanted to take that absurdity, marry it with something that is so, you know, so dour and grim you know and and see you know see what comes out of it um but yeah ultra i mean ultraman ultraman is kind of my favorite and and mill creek entertainment the people who are really doing they, oh, yeah. they've yeah. done all those steel books yeah they're right here in minneapolis or they're in the or it's the suburbs um oh, wow. but uh and i'm like you guys ever need like illustrations or you know like, <laughs> <laughs> can i do like literally anything i'm like i'm going to their booth at the comic show and like uh, bringing all my comics and be like here 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 can i have a t-shirt <laughs> yeah, because I think I think Matt did some work on their uh, Gamera. Did are they doing? Is it Mill House? I think so. Oh yeah, yeah, um, so, yeah. Gamera has been released by Arrow Video, who are UK. Oh, Arrow oh, okay. oh really? Is that right? Yeah, okay. that's one of the yeah. few things that's put us on the Kaiju map, like ever. Ooh, nice. Over there, that Gorgo. Uh, yeah. That. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Arrow Video, Gorgo, and that small but very awesome UK <laughs> Kaiju fans group that we're part of. Now, Xander, I was wondering, how has the, the Kaiju community sort of, you know, looked at Kaiju Max? Like, has um, there been acceptance or? Well, you know, it's like Oni Press, the publisher, is, you know, it's like it's it's not an old school comics company. But I mean, they've been around for 20-some yeah. years. Yeah. And so, um, like... They're, they have kind of kept, it's kind of been like brought to comics shows. Like, like I, um, like I haven't been to, I haven't been to, um, what's that show? G-Fest. It's just down the road. I mean, it's. I've never been to G-Fest. My artwork has made it to G-Fest, but I've never yeah. been to G-Fest. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. is that something that you hope to do, Frankie? I don't know. See, I'm so torn because I used to do a lot of com comic cons back in the day, like off and on. 
it's just that I reached that that point where Comic Cons and these shows have kind of I don't know, like they've they've lost something where they don't do a lot of comic book stuff and it's more just I don't know, like more fan expo kind of stuff. And and what I found out was that when I did a couple of the bigger ones, um, I actually lost out on gigs. Right. You know, it, oh. uh, like jobs. You know, because so if you yeah. were you were out of commission for a couple exactly, days. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So okay. that, that so I had to weigh those odds. I had to be like, oh. hey man, you know, because I'm doing work with, you know, like again, like Xander said, you don't make money in comic books as a commercial illustrator. I'm making money with clients and advertising and stuff like that. So you get an advertising gig and that's, you know, a nice chunk of change. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna do this show. And I and I'm not a big time, like I'm not Jim Lee. I'm not I'm not artists like that where, you know, these guys are pulling down like thousands of dollars or whatever. Mm. So you could be literally losing thousands of dollars, you know, going to a show or whatever. So, I mean, I was weighing those odds. So I kind of pulled back on it. I would love to, you know, I thought about it for years, but I was like, if G, if G Fest came closer, I think they came to Rhode Island one time and I missed out on it. And I just was like, eh. Because Joe, uh-huh. you've been, haven't you? Yes, I have been. It's it's a really lovely event. Um, yeah, I heard that. What, yeah, yeah, and they do have an artist alley, which yeah. is one of my favorite parts. I mean, like you can go in. They have what's the dealers room, and basically you have all the vendors in North America yeah. that you know really specialize in kaiju and the related stuff. Yeah. and you can find a lot of great stuff there. But what I always really enjoyed the most was going to the artist Sally and getting the artwork. So as Bob Eggleton was there, Matt oh, Frank Bob. was there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bob, great guy. But, you know, it's just like that's the stuff, you know, that yeah. I would like hanging in my man cave. Yeah. Whereas you only have so much room for figures and all the like. So, yeah. so I don't know. I, I, I hope by next, uh, maybe, you know, hopefully next year they can have G-Fest going on and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's, it would be great for me. I've been sort of pushing the fact of that there are a lot of Kaju artists and Kaju stories out there, like Kaju Max and, and Matt Frank, and he's doing his stuff. And there's some other people too. And I mean, just trying to tell the fandom that there's other stuff beyond, you know, because I'm not I'm not going to throw shade on Godzilla and stuff like that. But there's other things to look at. Yeah, that's, that's oh, been sure. my mission. Yeah. That's been my sort of mission where I'm like, yo, you should, you know, Godzilla's still here and Toho's not losing any money. <laughs> Why don't you just push a gaze over you know right over here to this 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 beautiful gym right there and check that out most yeah. definitely i think what we would say that we've enjoyed at kaiju curry house is that we've looked at a lot of content beyond godzilla haven't we yeah oh yeah we try right. i mean it's really easy to find godzilla content but yeah. when yeah. you look and like look under you know, like the stones as it were to find the other things that just kind of been hidden away you find some really lovely stuff oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's the the pop culture icon that everyone knows, and it's that sort of gateway drug into the fandom. Yeah. And hopefully, that's what we're doing here is introducing people to other, yeah, other realms of of, of kaiju goodness that I mean, I myself wasn't really aware of. I only mainly knew Godzilla and Ray Harryhausen, and, and there's these other geeks that have introduced yeah. me to a, a selection of other goodies. Thanks. <laughs> G- guilty as charged. Yeah. <laughs> right, we are coming up to our second break, guys. When we return. Um, it'd be nice to get some more questions out about Kaiju Max and any of the projects that the two of you are working on currently. All right. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. 
Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So, three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Hello and welcome to the third and final part of Kaiju Curry House. I'm here with regular hosts Alex and Joe and joined by our guests Frankie and Xander. Hello and thank you for joining us. Right guys, so we've discussed Kaiju Max, we've discussed what we've been up to and we now want to know uh, from Frankie and Xander what it's like being an illustrator and yeah. um, just a bit more really about your, about your day-to-day job I guess. Oh wow. Well, well I, was listen- I mean I listened to Frankie's podcast the, from the time before and it was I thought that was really interesting to hear you know to hear his his viewpoint because it's very similar to mine I mean he's he's an illust like you you sort of characterized yourself as an yeah, illustrator to illustrate it, yep yeah and it's like and I'm you know it's like I think we're we're the same thing that we just had like you're now a commercial illustrator I was a commercial illustrator a while back yeah now I consider my it's like I'm a comic book artist because that's what I do right now you know a comic book writer artist and um and I think it's, I mean, it is funny too, like all the stuff that you end up doing, just the randomest yeah. stuff. Like, um, Frankie, what you said, you had a great example last time. It was like, um, of just like some something absolutely absurd that you had to draw for somebody. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but. So, so <laughs> much stuff. <laughs> I, when I listened to that episode, when I listened to that episode, my mind, like the way that you were framing that, Frankie, if you recall, it was just like, you know, people were wanting you to draw scandalous things and oh. you didn't really want to go down that path. And yeah. I was just like, oh dear. I mean, I, I did. Really slow. I, well, yeah. I'll, I'll give a warning. Like I always tell any artists out there that are starting out, you know, there was a one point I, I remember where, you know, I, the thing about me is that I've always tested myself. I've always wanted to be one of those artists. Like, you know, when I first started earlier on, I was huge in the comic books. When I was in art school, my teachers were like, they were like, yeah, this guy's going to be in comic books and everything. But then when I left, something happened where I was just like, I don't know. I just want to have a portfolio that reflects a lot of different things. I don't, you know, I wanted to push myself. So that led me down the path of going into working in production on film. And then I got into some animation stuff and then eventually into advertising. Um, during the point when I was in advertising, a gig came across. I came across a gig where, and, and actually, good old England. It was a a, um, a, a business in England contacted me because at the time they saw my stuff, saw my stuff online. They said, hey, we think you'll be really good for this. I said, okay, what is it? They said, a comic book. I said, all right. Well, here's the thing. We're a um, swingers club. <laughs> yeah, in England. And they paid really, they paid pretty good at the time. I mean, and I was like, Huh. Children listening I, I, to this I, podcast? Yeah, I'm not, you know. Don't look that I'm, up online. Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what they I just knew that they were in England. Um, but they, they, you know, I did the job, the job and stuff like that. And I said, oh, this is kind of curious, you know, erotica and whatever. Well, I learned a hard lesson about that because um, what happened was I, I posted some stuff up when I had a website at the time. And 
my advertising, I wasn't, you know, during that time, you used to could tell when advertising work would sort of flow in. Like, you'd be like, all right, summertime will slow down, then the fall will pick up, you know, and stuff like that. I started noticing that I wasn't getting some calls and stuff. And I was like, that's really odd, you know, because I had, at that time, I had a lot of different clients, big um, agencies, small agencies. So I, thank goodness, and this, this, this is so rare, but this shows you that the fact of like when you build relationships up in the industry, that you want to be a person who, you know, people can come to you and talk to. Uh, an art director actually reached out to me and said, hey, Frank, there's a problem. Your, your, your website just got blacklisted. And I said, blacklisted? <laughs> and they said, yeah. They said, we tried to get on here because we tried to get you in for some work. But they're, they're saying that you, you have some, um, you know, some, some content on there that, that doesn't reflect with the company. And then that's when it sort of dawned on me. And then that's when I started changing. I started changing my thing. And I said, you know what? I started thinking, and I said, I'm not making a lot of money trying to be an erotic artist. That's not my whole thing. I said, I, you know, I'm making my money right here is doing advertising, and, and I want to be able to show my artwork to a broader audience. So I got to make a change. And so I immediately dropped that stuff and just started focusing on what was the main stuff that was going to give me more work. And I think that's right there for many artists out there. I try to tell them that you should, when you try to put your stuff out there um, to people, you should put out your best foot. And be conscious of the stuff that you're putting out there, you know, so that if you, if you truly want to get clients, they should be able to see um, this the stuff that should, you know, that they, they want to be able to pay for and stuff like that. You know, if you, if you want to go down the route of something that's a little bit more niche, then that's, that's a risque thing. I mean, I'm not saying you don't have to, but it's just that it's a risque thing, you know. Well, and I, I think that like that, that sort of thing about you know, doing adult work. I mean, yeah. I think that that's sort of like, a, that's a crossroads that everybody comes to at some point because somebody's yeah. going to come to you and say, you know what? Uh, but yeah. anyway, but I think, but I think in a broader sense too, like be doing, like I was just sort of before Kaiju Max, I was just kind of known as like, oh, he's, he's a guy, he's done some stuff. You know, I, I did yeah. um, maybe some satirical stuff like top 10. I was known for top 10 okay. and, and, uh, and some fantasy stuff. But as soon as I, and then I was like doing Kaiju Max and it's like, and, and sort of being known as like, oh, he knows his stuff about kaiju. All of a sudden, having a little bit of that brand, you know, just yeah. like, oh, he's a, he's a kaiju artist and other stuff too. That means a huge amount to people who oh, yeah. you know, can only, can yes. only remember so many artists. Yes. But it's like, oh, if, if he's one of those kaiju artists, like that means something, you know. And yeah. I think that like you don't want to be, people don't want to be pigeonholed or they don't want to be, um, you know, typecast or whatever. Sure. But if sure. it's the thing that you want to do. Yeah, I mean, if people were, only knew me as a vampire artist or whatever, I might be like, oh, I, I don't like drawing vampires anymore. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, it's also, too, as funny is that I've been on this other mission aside where I, I knew um, off and on Herb Trimpey. Herb Trimpey was the artist who worked for Marvel, and he did uh, The Incredible Hulk. But for me, he, what I remember the most was The Shogun Warriors and Godzilla. Yeah. And, and years later, I ended up buying some original pieces and stuff and met him at shows and stuff, and would talk to him and stuff like that. And we had a great, you know, sort of, you know, uh, you know, just talking and stuff like that. So anyway, um, unfortunately he passed away. I think it was back in 2015. And that was such a huge, it was just like, man, he was gone. Like, but you know, he left his legacy with this work. And it's just been hitting me where I'm like, man, you know, I would love to be part of that. Like to be able to do that kind of like, not like copy what he did, his style and whatever. But to be able to do that kind of style, style of work that he did, the kind of like with the Shogun Warriors and the Godzilla kind of style of storytelling and stuff like that, just so that maybe somebody else out there, some youngster, 
could look at it and it'd be like, wow, man, that, that, that'd get me sort of, you know, going and whatever. And so that's, there's, a, there's this other thing inside of me that's sort of spurring me more and more in, in producing work that's definitely kaiju related as well. Just because it's also one of those niche things where everyone talks com uh, superheroes. You know, you hear a thousand superhero stories. I yeah. remember when I started going to sh uh, comic, uh, comic book shows, I remember I looked around, I'm like, wow, everyone's doing Batman. Everyone's doing Wonder Woman, Superman. Yeah. I sat there and I said, I'm going to draw Godzilla. <laughs> I'm going to draw yeah. Gamera. And as soon as I did that, people were like, oh, shoot, Creature yeah. Double Feature or something like yeah. that. And so I was like, okay, there's a fandom out here. Now, how do I get out there to, to, to connect with these people that love this stuff and say, hey, look, hey, here I go in the corner. I'm somebody that's drawing this stuff that you guys love. I think our yeah. fandom overlaps with a lot of other fandoms yeah. in the way that a lot of kaiju fans, they love Star Wars, but where yeah. many Star Wars fans absolutely adore the Jedi or they adore Han Solo, a yeah. lot of kaiju fans will watch uh, Star Wars and go, oh, you know what? I like the bounty hunters or, you know, that part with the Rancor or with the Wampa attacking yeah. um, Luke. So for me, yeah. it's still about the monsters. And yeah, when you talk about kind of any superhero comics... I'll enjoy a superhero comic, but I like the monsters in it. I like the things yeah. attacking the characters yeah. because yeah. I'm a sucker for a villain. Yeah. And also yeah. just... I will agree. I like Darth Vader more than any other character in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, that seems fair, yeah. And yeah. just drawing... <laughs> he is the coolest one. I mean, let's be fair. <laughs> he's pretty cool. Drawing on yeah, what you were yeah. saying earlier, Frankie, just kind of about approaching content, uh, content sorry. There is a certain amount of the whilst it's good to kind of draw on as much kind of different things as possible. And you said in our last interview about how you've taken on a lot of work. The example actually you gave in that interview was about you've taken on plumbing advertisement work. Just because oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, it. Quite something because it paid, but you know, if you can get yeah, more, they pay, work, yeah. great. Well, they, well, again, and it was something where, um, and, and I try to tell people that contact me because at this point now, I'm, I'm always scratching my head because people go, well, how do I get people to meet them? I'm like, look, when I was starting out back in like the yeah mid nineties, like I was, that's when I really started getting. I had to go to a place with a portfolio, lug it around, yes, knock on the door, and if somebody would look at me and be like, "All right, let's see what you got, kid." Flip through it, we'll call you. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Exactly. So it's like you have this technology now where you're capable of showcasing your artwork to thousands, if not millions, of people. But the thing is that you got to put out quality work. you got to put out stuff that's your strongest foot. And so, for instance, that plumbing job came from, like, I think a Facebook posting. I just, some guy contacted me and was like, hey, will you email and stuff? And he was like, yeah, we're local and we're plumbing. And we want our two, two guys that we have here done as superheroes. And, and there's still said, a portfolio uh -huh. there. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I can do that. I'm, <laughs> you know, not a problem. So, you know, it's like I get gigs like that. Sometimes it'll be like. You know, the, the, the fun part about it is that now I'm getting funner gigs. Like but when I was doing advertising, God, I was, mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of stuff for GM. I was drawing trucks. I mean, when I first started out um, getting into advertising, those are the things I didn't, I didn't like. I was like, man, I don't want to draw trucks. Yeah. I don't, I was oh, drawing. Yeah. I didn't think that requires yeah. precision and stuff. Yeah. It's like, uh, and, and, and how somebody will be like, oh, no, you know, like that, that window's the wrong shape. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And, and, the wrong guy. and the fact of advertising that deadlines, whew, you oh, gotta, yeah. you get, it's a whole nother animal. Like Lula, you would get, I would get jobs where they would be like, um, it's like, say like right now it's like 2.35 PM. I would get a call and be like, Hey Frank, um, we got like 50, uh, storyboard frames. I need to get done full color for 6 AM tomorrow morning. 
Guess who's not sleeping? Wow. That's the did. That's yeah. where it, you know it, it takes a wow. certain kind of yeah. But you know, but you sit there and you're going, man, I'm making X amount and stuff like that. So you're, you know, when I was younger, I was like, man, yeah, you know, I was just soaking that all. Day. I didn't sleep, you know, and I, you know, so yeah. But you can't do that when you're, you know, four, 47 for me. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm gonna be 50. I'm gonna be 50. So now I've kind of slowed. I made a promise to my now wife and stuff when I moved to the Rhode Island. I said I got. I'm taking better care of myself. I said I'm. I'm gonna be more conscious, get more sleep, try to take look at the jobs that I'm getting, and you know, work there and just be comfortable. Because when I was during that time, I was driven by other different things. You know. Yeah. Money, money, money. That's what it was. Show me the money. <laughs> I was doing all this, uh, you know, this illustrate. Yeah, the the freelance commercial illustration stuff, and it's like it's fun for a while. And I mean, you yeah. can kind of get used to that. Like, oh, okay, we got, you know, we've got a day to do this. We can crank yep. it out. Like, I had a partner at my studio that we would do a lot of stuff together. I mean, we were yep. doing storyboards for like. PSAs and oh, yeah. you know, there's one, there was one that was like an in-house thing for like a like a, a plant that was to keep like beryllium <laughs> like a toxic chemical from like leaving yeah. the work site and it was all the you know the things that you know all the rules for it and stuff yeah and it's like yeah I mean it's it's there's a thrill to sort of getting that stuff done and being like and also it's like it's Friday at Friday at five you go home you don't think about it until Monday like yeah yeah <laughs> That was nice. You didn't take any of it home. You didn't mull over it. It was it was gone. It was gone. But it's just like, at a certain point, I'm just like, I gotta draw the stuff that that, that I want to do. It's it's yeah. Fun. It I kills mean, you inside. Life's, yeah, life's finite. You know, you can't yeah. just keep doing other people's stuff. I mean, you know, you you come to the realization that it's like, oh, I can make a lot of money doing yeah. other people's stuff because yeah. they want it to be just so. Yeah. And I can make not as much money doing my own stuff, but at least, <laughs> but at least it's satisfying and it builds on itself. You know, like I felt like as much as stuff as I was doing, I, you know, I wasn't, there was no momentum, you know, you're like, Oh, well, maybe this person knows that I'm a good artist and their buddy knows that I'm a good yeah. artist. And this, yep. this other yeah. illustrator or this other company down the street knows I'm a good artist, but that's yep. it. Like that's you're, it. you're playing to an audience of six. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, you just, you just nailed it. I remember one of my mentors once told me, he said, Frank, this isn't our gallery. Literally, he was just like, boom. He was like, because I remember I was laboring. I was trying to make something that was for some ad or whatever. And I was trying to make it all nice and pretty. And he's like, what are you doing? He said, we got to get this done. We got to get it out by seven for FedEx. This isn't our gallery. And that, and that was pretty much it. That's, you know, but that part of me, there's that part of me where I'm like, I would like to be recognized for my art. You know, it's like, I think about that. Like, what is the legacy? Like, when I'm gone, is there something that people will remember of Frankie B. Washington? You know, like, they'll remember you. You got Max or whatever. You'll be like, wow, you got something. You got something right there that's tangible that people are going to be like, yeah, that dude, he did that. You know, so that was always, that's been a thing that's sort of been nagging at me. Where I want to have something that people are going to remember me by. Yeah, and then, and you have to, and to do it in a way, you have to, like, break like break the number one rule of being a commercial illustrator which is like you know that people are like never work for free and i 100 percent agree with that yeah. but sometimes yeah. it's like you have to work for yourself for free yeah you know what i mean like you yeah. never draw batman for free like yeah. no way yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you do your own stuff and i mean i think that that's you know that's the whole thing that's an investment in time you know you're investing sure. Sure. the time before you were paid but like um but yeah and i mean i mean i did a I did a book, the book that got me the job to do Kaiju Max, that gave right. me just a teeny, teensy, tiny bit of heat was a book called Heck that I did for Top Shelf uh, 
I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so they're now owned by IDW. Uh, but anyway, I, I mean, I have maybe I made a like a five hundred dollar advance on that three hundred page book, and uh, and maybe I've made. I mean, this is telling tales out of school, but I've, maybe I've made twenty five hundred dollars after that. Wow. You know, for this book that took me, I don't know, five years to make. How do you feel about time? Yeah. How do you feel about the promotion of your books, though? Do you feel like they're doing their their part with the promoting of it? Do you think that that might be? No. No. Okay. No way. (laughs) Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, that well that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing for people to hear because I think a lot of people who don't know much about the comic book industry and whatever, it's like you you have to like I was on another um I was on this interview with a um uh YouTube thing. And I explained to the guy that you yourself have to become the brand. Yeah. Like, I'm a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, Xander is a brand, like, you know, and stuff like that. Like, Alex Ross, I was just thinking the other day, I said, if you look at Alex Ross. Oh, yeah, if you say Alex Ross's name. That's what I mean, yeah. That's the thing, I think, for any new artists out there, or even writers, you have to become a brand. It's not the company, it's you. It's like Stephen King. Think- yeah, I think I think that too. You you start realizing how many brands there could be. You know, yeah. like because I think that my, for example, my brand I think is like, oh, he does absurd stuff that's really sad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like what, who's gonna pick that out of a hat? Like who's gonna think of that as a oh that's a that's a, a rich vein to mine. You know, like that doesn't yeah. seem like anything worth. But... It worked for Happy Tree Friends. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I shed any tears for the happy tree friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, so it's like, and it's not. Alex so, is sitting there looking like, what are happy tree friends? That brings me back. No, I know happy tree friends. Happy tree. <laughs> I, I know happy tree friends for the unwholesome entity that it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like there it sits on uh, on Netflix, just like looking like something that the kids should click on. Mm. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, like, and and I think too, like, the, but that's a very unique brand. But then sometimes you could be like, oh, I'm not as good as Alex Ross, but I could yeah. be an, a, like a. Sp- I'm not, not not me, but like, you know, oh, I could do realistic superheroes like Alex Ross and get kind of his his seconds you know like oh people can't get him all to get me well that's still a pretty that's a pretty rich vein you know what i mean like that's pretty (laughs) good still and so i think that i think it's interesting to to sort of say like you have to do one thing if it better than anybody else you know or if it's if there's enough people wanting it you could be the second or third person but you have to be top of the tops and you have to find your mountain you know whatever that is I told some people that I was, I told this guy, I said, I feel like right now that I've been in the field long enough where it's almost like the Olympics and I'm on the field and I've got my bronze, but I'm ready to make silver. And guys like Alex Ross and them and those other guys like that, Jim Lee, they're already got golds. So they're on the gold platform. They're up there, whatever. I just want to make it to silver. (laughs) I'm comfortable with silver. That's it. Right. I'm good. I mean, and I meet, you know, yeah. I agree. Me too. Like, I, I just sort of feel like they, they're, they're, it's like, I don't have to be any more famous than I am right now. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's like, I, I, I'm not moving to Hollywood. I'm not doing yeah, anything me, else. Yeah, I'm, me doing, I'm doing 10 more comic books, you know, 10 more big pro- comic book projects in the rest of my career. And that'll be great. You know, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, it's just really fun to see what all you guys come up with and everything. Like, 
it's just fun to create content though isn't it like yeah. even like you guys said like it's just that one little bit of like wholesome enjoyment and creativity that you get out of it yeah. when you're doing your other job or you know like that in the background you know that you have that you know like thing that keeps the spark alive you know that's feeding yeah. the flame yeah. inside of you and i think honestly like that's where the real creativity and the real good stuff comes from i mean like sadly it doesn't always pay the bills but yeah, well, guys, I, I love what you guys are saying on it, though. Knock on, yes. knock on wood. I gotta, you know, I'm very grateful that I'm actually working on projects that are in that are things that I want to do. That's and great. I'll also, well, yeah. also, you know, I can, you know, that I can work on them. I can have fun with them because the people always ask me to go. Well, why don't you do your own thing? Yeah, a couple of years ago, me and a friend of mine tried to do our own thing called Robot God Akamatsu, and we approached it from a standpoint of two guys that were creative, like he was writer and he's also graphic designer. And then I'm the artist. And then, you know, I help with some of the designs and stuff. But when we approached it, we both were, we didn't approach it from the standpoint of like, um, how to run the business. Like you, we, we were great in creating the product. We also were great in promotion and marketing, but we lacked any of that knowledge of just being able to, um, you know, put the book out there and stuff like that and the business side of it and stuff like that. And so it just failed. You know, which it was like, man, because that was a rough thing because we did a great job in selling it. We sold it. People loved it. People still talk about it. You go, hey, hey, that's Robot God Akamatsu. But it just failed. And then things just happened in our personal lives and we just sort of went separated and stuff. So now I'm at this place where I'm really comfortable just working on projects that at least are Kaji related or super or giant robot related. That brings me a little bit of peace. And, you know, and if there's other projects that I want to do myself, I just sort of keep it on download. and I'll just work on it silently, you know. So, you know, <clears throat> yeah, cause I, I imagine it must be difficult to work on things that you don't have a passion for. Yeah. And I, obviously, you say you're, do, you're doing advertising and if that comes across and it pays well, I'm sure you, you'll obviously consider it, but oh, yeah. if your heart's not in it, then maybe your best work's not in it and that would show and you don't want that, you know, you and, want well, to focus on what you can do. That's a, I mean, that's an interesting thing. Uh, Frankie, do you work, do you work mostly digitally? Like do you work, do you draw on a, on a, a I'm, tablet? I'm, or? I'm still old school. Really? Yeah. But We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's a new year, which means new reasons to stop by QT, like drinks to wash out the taste of last year. I need more. And fresh snackles worth breaking a resolution. Pizza has tomatoes, so technically, it's a salad. Want to binge a new show? We've got plenty to snack along with it, like our new cheesy mac and cheese. Wow, it's like my wife's. But even cheddar up top. This is the time for new beginnings, and it starts at Quick Trip. QT, more than a gas station. Do, do you color on the computer? Oh yeah, I color digitally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I when we were doing a bunch of uh, like storyboards and and uh, and you know uh, commercial illustration, it was like it, the biggest hassle I thought was like scanning all, everything in you know because we'd be like oh okay you know we're gonna do storyboards draw the background once and then draw yeah. the people a bunch of times and we could just sort of superimpose them over but like you know when i when i got to cintiq and started drawing uh digitally it's like oh god it's just such a such a relief because you're like i'm not selling these 
originals. That's not worth anything to yeah. anybody. Well, and you, I don't want to. I don't want to take up space either. So well, like, you, you, yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that many times the art directors and stuff like that they want that old school look. Yeah. They love yeah, yeah. they love the pencil stuff and whatever. So I'll draw with a um, Prismacolor black pencil. And what, they love the unfinished kind of look yeah. to help sell that's the product. Nice. You know, yeah. and I'm like, all right, cool. So that's why they'll contact me. They'll be like, all right, Frank, just do that. Yeah. It's it's rare that I've done. I think I've done only a few. God, only actually one product um, project that I did that was actually me drawing with a tablet. One yeah. project out of the years of stuff. And I do color digitally just because it's faster. And then it allows the client to be able to manipulate the colors if they need to or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine having to redo the sky? Oh, you know, if you I, I ate markers. I remember back in the day, we had dyes, markers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't change those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't. And it's funny because, um, yeah, I've done some sketch cards and stuff. And... I, I I did like a video and stuff of it, and one guy was like, "What are you doing with those those um Q-tips?" And I'm saying, "I'm, I'm gonna use them to color, you know." So coloring with Q-tips, that was an old school technique. Oh yeah, yeah, That's cool. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I uh, I mean, it's like I think that it's interesting too. Like I I had you know long been like, "Oh, I'm never gonna move to digital. I like paper. Yeah. I like the ink. I like yeah. how it you know feels on the paper." But I I also think like. For me, the the fet sort of that fetishization of yep. the of the process was 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 something that really held me back, and right. so I had to break out of it by sort of by just like suddenly I was working on like really fast with really cheap right. materials, you know, and then and then eventually digitally, and it's like oh yeah, like that's not the main thing for me is yeah. is uh, you know the that tactile sense. It's like it's just about getting that work done and making it as good as so, it can be. So is Kaju Max all done digitally? Yeah, yeah. Now, here's my, qu here's my question then. Um, usually when artists, especially comic book artists, they tend to make their money on the secondary market with original artwork. If you don't have any original yeah. artwork, how do you make any money? Yeah, I guess I'm SOL in that regard, so. <laughs> yeah, because like... like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like many artists, you know, when I when I met Herb Trimpy off and on, he that was his whole thing. Like he was like he had, you know, you do commissions, of course, but he's secondary. Like he would be like, all right, here's I got these art pages or whatever, and he would sell those to make up for whatever. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have that. And, you know, and I, you know, I did for. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of original artwork for a long time, but I, but it's like it was never selling that great you, you know you could, sell, great, okay. you could sell this full page for you know i would never do these i never had like long runs on a show on a yeah you know, on a comic book and so and you know nothing was like batman oh you can sell a batman page for for x amount no matter who you yeah. are right and but it's like i was never working on that kind of stuff yeah um I was collaborating with Gene Ha. His pages sell great. Like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, don't yeah be, of course. Like, you know, he's, but anyway, I get, I would just end up with like, I mean, you know, I've worked with Alan Moore, those pages will sell, but, but not really, you know, it's like, they're story pages. There's, they're, you know, they're not like, Xander says this now, and then all of a sudden, like next year, it gets picked up, like Kaji Max gets picked up by <laughs> Netflix. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> those pages. I'm like sitting there, like, dude, the pages. <laughs> well, well, actually, what I've done, what I've done is I'll, I'll do, uh, I'll do prints of like random pages and just sell them at shows for, you know, for not much. Yeah, for, yeah. Oh, well, see, that, that's the funny part. That's the funny thing about comic books. This field, there is that whole thing where again, there's luck. 
You yeah. just don't know. You just don't know. Like you again, like I'm saying this now, but I mean, all it would take is one person at Netflix or Amazon to be like, huh, look at this book that just came across my table. Yeah, let me flip through it. Well, let's yeah. see. Uh, Netflix has that Godzilla stuff. Ah, maybe we need a kaiju show. It's, 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 that's, I guess that's that fun, exciting part, too, because it, it does happen. It can happen. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just going to give you a shot. If you're, if you're going for Amazon or Netflix, I, I'm going I'm to say Adult Swim. Yeah. Oh, we've, yeah. we've gone and pitched everybody. Oh, they really? They're oh, like, okay. pass, pass, pass. Yeah. Or, you know, or they're like, oh, interesting. And then they call us up later and go, pass. But, oh. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, I, it's one of those things where it's like, um, it, it could happen, but it's also, yeah. uh, I think that people have to kind of get to a point where they're like, I've seen a zillion monster movies. I'm a little over it. Yeah. What else is there that's kind of like that? And be like, aha, I got, I got you, buddy. Like, how about in a prison? You know. Yeah. So, I, mean, yeah. I think that I think that sometimes you need you need for people to get sick of that thing a little bit before yeah. you start giving them something to make fun of it or yeah. to, you know, hey, aren't they, fun of it a little bit. Aren't they doing a Pacific Rim animated show? Yes, yes. Netflix. Yes. Yes. That's still ha that's still happening, right? Yes, it is. Oh, no, yeah. All right. So maybe cool. that maybe that'll keep bringing it because I I enjoy, look at I enjoy Pacific Rim, you know. Yeah. I know, oh, yeah. I mean, like I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, <laughs> but but for me, I you know I love the idea that they actually got it done, and I think that's yeah, what my yeah. mindset. When I look at a lot of these pro these projects that come out, I look at it and I go, well here I, I take it either or, would I not want Hollywood not to do it, or would I or do I want Hollywood to do it? And the thing is, is that. I, I've lived through that time when Hollywood looked at these kind of properties as jokes. Yeah. Where they were just like, ha, 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 we're not going to do this. It's too cheesy or whatever. But now yeah. we're in a great time when they were actually doing it. Like, you know, again, I told a story about, like, I worked at this agency, and this woman who told you, knew that she knew nothing about kaju, never watched them. After she saw Pacific Rim, she, she, kept, she couldn't stop saying kaju. <laughs> and I just, I just smiled. I just smiled because I said, that's it. The thing is, yeah. is that when they're putting these these projects out there, it's it's trying to build in a new fandom. You know, us. I mean, there's us old heads, OGs, who truly know it and 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 stuff like that and respect it. But then they're also trying to put out there, trying to bring in new people, you know, who who may not know anything about it, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And I'm like, as long as they keep putting it out there, then that helps us, yeah. who are trying right. to bar it and stuff like yeah. that. So I'm like, hey, whatever they can put out. Can they, can they I, keep working on it? Yeah, of course they can. Yeah. I love it when people learn the word kaiju because otherwise people are like, think that my comic has, is just a nonsense word. You know, I mean, it is a nonsense word, but it's yeah. two words that kind of make sense together. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. They're like, oh yeah, how's your comic Coochie Max? How's your comic Max? <laughs> I like that Coochie Max. <laughs> we are renaming the podcast Forget now. It. Forget it. <laughs> Coochie Max. <laughs> That's awesome. Coochie Curry House. So that's how we're into it. There you go. Hashtag. That's a hashtag right there. So, gentlemen, we have brought up, you know, you, you guys have gone on, uh, you know, like getting the word out, making sure that, you know, new content is generated and seen. So how can our listeners, you know, like access your content and find it? So, Xander, I mean, like your stuff. So, like, I picked up Kaiju Max season one. Um while back i think it was like 2016 when i got it but yeah. i'm looking at it right now on amazon you can get the paperback in the uk for under six quid on prime which i think is a steal to be quite frank yeah. 
and they think that that's amazing. Yeah. And the hardcover that the hardcover that uh, that encompasses season one and two, I think, is like twenty six dollars, and it's oversized. It's like thirteen inches high. So it's a, it's there is a deluxe that. version, but I have all K- volumes. I have all volumes right now. There's a deluxe version that's on sale on Amazon in the UK, but I think that's like fifty some odd pounds. Wow. So okay, okay. premium over here then. Yeah, you're, you're a desired commodity over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the U.S. it's cheap. And um, the, the hardcover also has uh, annotations on the bottom so that it's like, oh, you know, cool. all this monster's nice. design is based on such and such. Uh, and okay. Nice. Well, that's a nice touch. Fun times. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, well, like, like Frankie was saying, it's like, I want to give it the value, you know, like, yeah. this is so, I mean, yeah. one, I wanted to give it additional value if you've already bought yeah. it, you know, uh, if you're trying to get the ultimate edition, but like, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I always feel like that's, I'm trying to give people something, you know, comics are expensive. Yeah. yeah they gotta get something for their money, not just like <laughs> the latest, the latest 22 pages of, you know, there's somebody's life or whatever. <laughs> Well, I'm excited. I'm, wait, I'm, wait, I'm waiting on volume five. I'm already up to volume four. Well, uh, Frankie, I'll you know anybody who wants it, like message me, and I'll send you the PDF of anything uh, up that I've done. So nope, nope. No. I'm, I, that's that's my only downside is that I can I I'm I'm tactile. My yeah. hands. I gotta. I'm I'm all about the holding the the, the paper in my hand, man. Yeah, I, it is I, nice I, to have it in your hands. But, yeah. yeah, but I got an iPad Pro. And that change that changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Did you say Pro? And I, it's an iPad Pro. Oh, it's iPad. just a little bit gotcha. bigger, and it's super high resolution. Oh, wow. If you look on Comixology, it's like you don't have to you don't have to zoom in at all. It's just it's as comic big books, as a comic. I'll book. tell you one thing: comics are going through an interesting point right now because you're talking about digital comics and actual floppies, you know, mm-hmm. the, the floppy comics. So it's definitely an interesting time. I mean, I'm still part of that that group where I'm holding on to the floppy something tactile in my hands like when i i reach over here i'll grab it yeah i like it and i mean it can't go away you know like nobody can take it from it yeah yeah you don't come on man (laughs) i feel like i I had to ship one of these over to xander so i can try to get a sketch in here (laughs) look at that man (laughs) that's beautiful stuff brother wow and it's like I can constantly just look. I mean, also it helps me because then I can look at it and stuff like that. Like I have it, you know, I have this one over here and I'm just looking just to see how the characters are and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And then you got to look at a bunch of different pages because you're like, hey, it doesn't keep it straight. <laughs> nah, it's okay. It's okay. Well, that's, it's, that's, what, that's what I mean when I said it reminds me of the 80s because there's almost like this imperfect Thing, quality about it that I love like 80s comic books you could open them and there would be like little bleeds of color sometimes mm-hmm. something would be off and I love that stuff mm-hmm. yeah I mean I haven't I haven't quite gone into like a like a Tom Scioli you know land or uh or yeah. the, um Michael Fief or, <laughs> <laughs> or like it's this intentionally sort of off register like super scratchy yeah. stuff well, the colors are amazing on this but Kaju Max, man. I'm, a, I'm an addict. Good, good. <laughs> it is, it is yeah. time, gentlemen, <laughs> right. to end the episode, yeah. as much as we all enjoy talking to one another. Yeah. So this is the part where we say, if nothing else, and we suggest a body of work, a character, something that the new people to the fandom can take on and enjoy if they were interested by tonight's episode. So... I'll start us off. Xander, I'll totally steal your thunder. You want to check out 
season one, the comics online, you can find them under seasons, if that's right, um, for yeah. different volumes of Kaiju Max. So you want to look for season one of Kaiju Max. If you're in the United Kingdom, it is on Amazon Prime, free shipping, six quid. Go for it. You will not be disappointed. It is a fun rob, and there's lots of content that is out there in the same universe that you can access, and it is brilliant. And it is fun. What I will not say is that it is for children, despite what the cover may imply. So <laughs> maybe slightly, uh, we'll call it 12 plus, shall we say? Sure. Yeah, there <laughs> <you> we go. <laughs> I, every time that somebody's like, oh, it's for my 12 year old, I'm like, eh, you're the boss, like this. You know, a little bit older, but you know, there we go. It's all a little bit coded, you know, so. Yeah. There we are. Alex? Oh, myself. Um, Paul first. Go on. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't have anything to recommend as such, but I'm going to pass out some goodwill. A uh, nice, nice idea that I've had. While I've been locked down, um, I thought it'd be a nice time perhaps to reach out to people because, you know, we can't actually physically go out. So what I've done is when I've been watching a film, reading a book, I've, um, I've gone onto Twitter, gone onto Facebook, and just try to find someone who was involved in the project and just say, nice job. Yeah. You know, why, yeah, why not? You know, I've, I've got this stuff. So um, the first time I, I spoke about a film called um, Apollyon a few episodes ago. It's a five minute short, uh, like poem slash kaiju film. And I, I saw the director, um, a chap called Matt Burkett, and I thought, I'll see if I can find him. So I typed his name on Facebook. Sure enough. He came up and he had a picture of the film. So I was like, this is the guy. So I just sent a message, you know, just saw your film. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, keep up the good work. And, and he replied late that day just saying, oh, you know, thanks, thanks so much for this, this nice message. Oh, it's unexpected cool. and really welcome. And I just thought, oh, I feel really good about myself now. And he feels really good. So that's, it's just really nice. So while it's a bit of a crappy time in the world at the moment, I'm, I just want to encourage people to support your artists. And if you can't financially support them, just morally support them, spread the word and, and um, yeah, thank them for their contribution. There you go. I will echo that. So if nothing else, um, without going into kind of too much explicit detail, there is a tendency on any kind of social media platform to rubbish what you don't like. Even if, you know what, even if it's not a case of that you actually dislike the content just for whatever reason you dislike the creator personally i think it's very easy to fall into that trap of kind of jumping on the bandwagon so what i'm going to say is don't necessarily waste personal energy kind of getting into a flame war where people start commenting vitriolic things you don't need that in your life but what i will say is actively support content creators so in the case of our good friend matt frank who got that arrow video gig you know what one of the best ways you can support it isn't getting into a common argument yeah. pre-ordering the box set that supports the content creator and then screw the haters don't get into an argument just go all right well i'm pre-ordering it and that's what i've done so you know don't be negative don't be a drain in the fandom. Be a radiator. Yeah. Give out positive vibes. And that's what makes this fun. So what if someone doesn't like the exact same monster movie as you? Who gives a shit? Seriously. Yes. It's a big world of a lot of different stuff in this genre. You know, celebrate the stuff that you enjoy rather than knocking down other stuff. 
Uh, Frankie, you first, if nothing else. All right. I'd like to give a shout out to Alternative Comics. This is the indie company that's, um, you know, they're trying their best um, to bring back a little bit of that with the old flavor, what Stan Lee and those guys are doing before. The books are done on newsprint. You know, the prices are really low. And my story, the story that I'm working on, Team KS1, is the first story, but a couple more stories are dropping in there. It's gonna, it's popping up in this book right here. So I like to throw a shout out to them and stuff. They're trying, they're trying to get out there, get their awareness, trying to bring comic books back to, you know, what we remembered, you know, that the fact that they were these cost effective uh, floppies, these kind of things that you didn't have to break the bank. <laughs> to try to get them and stuff like that. And you got them and you read them and stuff like that. And they inspired you to, to be whatever, writer or a, um, artist. So, so is there yeah. a way to get a direct subscription to that? Or uh, yes, yes. on the racks? Yeah, you, yeah, well, actually, you can um, order on their site, um, alternacomics.com. Or I believe it's alterna.com or alternaaccess.com. So Could you, you know, they, uh, share a link to UK Kaiju fans in the group? Uh, let's see. How do you do this? I am not the most savvy. Just at some yeah, point. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I, I didn't oh, yeah, mean, I, oh, on the group. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll do that. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean right now. Apologies, Frankie. And Frankie, you're a gem. You're awesome. You, you are. Yeah. I know. I'm like, God dang it, dude. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's my feeling, too. I mean, uh, you know, again, try to help out those indies, those people out there that are really trying to push in and keep it positive. Yes. Oh, come on. Positive energy, folks, man. Let's have some fun. We need more of that. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, Xander, if nothing else, what's your recommendation? Um, Well, uh, what you said reminded me about about, uh, finding the creator who did a, you know, who did the comic that you really like. um, When I was just starting my career, there was a comic that came out from Fantagraphics called uh, The Eye of Mongombo. If you guys have ever heard of it, it's a bit it's a bit on the obscure side, but uh, but it's, the creator's name is Doug Gray, and he has just sort of uh, re. I think he's sort of like, you know, he had to sort of like clean up the files and stuff like that. But now it's on Comicsology Unlimited, and uh, I think the first half of it is up. And I and I texted him to be like, or you know, I contacted him on Twitter and and was like. I love this, you know, I love this comic. It's fantastic. It's sort of a, it's like Indiana Jones if he were uh, tracked down by an old enemy and turned into a duck. Okay. You know, yeah, no. uh, you know the, those type of comics, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, anyway, but it's it's fantastic. It's black and white. It's completely absurd. Yeah. Like a uh, Bugs Bunny type of, Bugs Bunny type of art style in an Indiana Jones story. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and so and of course he was like he's like oh it's really great thanks for, you know thanks for letting me know that that was a that, that was a big That's deal awesome. to you. That's you awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And there's been a running theme of absurdity, hasn't there? So I feel like I need to kind of track out stuff that's absurd. That, that That's kind oh, of the yeah. plan now. Yes, absolutely. So I need to check out Inhumanoids. I promised that to Frankie. And my job now is to get on Amazon and get myself a copy of Kaiju Max. So thank you for that uh, recommendation, Xander. Thank you. That's great. Uh, Joe, can you lead us away, please? Folks, thank you so much for listening to us on this episode of Kaiju Curry House. Our guests tonight were Mr. Xander Cannon and Frankie B. Washington. You can check out all of their artwork and materials on Twitter by seeing Kaiju Max on Amazon, if that's where you want to buy it, by messaging them in our group. They are great guys. 
And again, just thank you for listening and supporting us. Have a great night. And as always, keep it kaiju. Thanks for joining us at the Curry House today. We hope we've given you enough kaiju goodness to last until next time. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Curry Kaiju. If you want to join us on Facebook, we're at UK Kaiju. And if you want to find out about other shows in the network, please visit heroespodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no crackling at all. You've gone a little bit quieter, but there's no crackling. Yeah. Okay. Oh. That was awesome, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You you sounded like Davros. (laughs) (laughs) Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Amazon Prime members get free two-hour grocery delivery. That means no masks, no lines, no pants, no makeup, no traffic jam. No, where do I park? No, where did I park? No random guy blocking the aisle. No, did you drop your shoe in the store again? No. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Free two-hour grocery delivery. Now with Prime.